In an industry known for traditional processes, high regulations, and siloed systems, CSA Group, a professional services organization that develops regulatory standards, set out to break away from outdated norms and become more agile across their business. I'm Greg Thomas, and on this episode of the Workday Podcast, we'll discuss how CSA Group enabled this transformation and what it means for the future of their business, as well as the professional and business services industry overall. With me today to discuss this are Hitesh Laxman, Director of Financial Process Improvement at CSA Group, and Lynn Hurley, Senior Vice President, Finance Consulting at Collaborative Solutions. Welcome to you both to the Workday Podcast. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. So maybe just to start out pretty simple, why don't you each share a little bit about yourselves and your organizations and your backgrounds and, and your roles? And Hitesh, let's, let's start with you. Uh, perfect. Thank you, Greg. Uh, so uh, my name is Hitesh Blacksman, and um, I'm uh, Director of Financial Process Improvement at CSA Group. Uh, I joined the organization in uh, August of 2018, right when uh, CSA Group was embark- embarking on its digital transformation journey from uh, the pre SAP world to the world of Workday. Um, I am a, uh, a traditional CPA, CA, uh, you know, uh, got my designation in uh, Canada, uh, Master of Accounting, uh, worked at two of the major uh, big four firms, as well as two mid-sized firms. And then up in about at around 2008, uh, I basically went into industry. And since then, I've had several, uh, you know, financial reporting roles in uh, several public companies. Uh, the most recent of which was Shaw Core Limited, which was an oil and gas uh, uh, energy services provider. Uh, and over there, I was there for almost uh, 10 years. And uh, basically, uh, when I left, I was director of um, very, very similar title to what I have now, but it was di- director of financial processes improvement. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's a little bit about my background. It probably is more than one financial process, right? It's good to have the, the plural in there. <laughs> that's um, Lynn, how about you? Thank you, Greg. I am Lynn Hurley. As you mentioned, I am the Senior Vice President of Consulting for our finance organization here at Collaborative Solutions. I've been in the Workday ecosystem for about eight years, and before that was very much involved in PeopleSoft for the bulk of my career, and really spent most of my time helping finance organizations transform their business with the help of ERP. And those systems can be quite cumbersome um, and and you can focus on the system or you can focus on the transformation of the organization. And what I think is really interesting about CSA Group's story is they really focus on the entire transformation of their, of their organization, especially as it relates to finance. So I'm happy to be here with you guys today and looking forward to chatting. Great. And, you know, you both already teed up a lot of, I think, what we'll talk about today. So, Hitesh, let's let's start with you. So, what were you facing at CSA Group within your finance organization as, as you thought about undertaking this transformation? Yeah, thank you, uh, Greg. So, you know, CSA Group is, is an organization that's about 102 years old. We just celebrated our 100th year anniversary in 2019. And, and, as, a, and as a result of that, many of our processes were somewhat archaic, especially in the financial um, group, in the financial reporting group. And and one of the problems, some of the problems that we had with our uh, predecessor ERP system was that there were just too many manual processes involved there. So I'll give you a few examples. Uh, Number one, our consolidation wasn't fully in the system. Uh, It was somewhat, there was a part uh, that was 
in the system, which was mainly around the PNL, like the income statement, but everything to do with the balance sheet was actually being done outside of that older uh, ERP system that we were using. And so, you know, that's not a good way to operate. It doesn't, it's not good for financial controls. It's, it's prone to errors and things like that, right? Uh, another big uh, problem that we had is that uh, we, we would take almost 10 to 12 business days to close a non-calendar quarter and or non-year-end month. And so when it when you're taking like almost half the month uh, to release just regular monthly information to your leadership team, the information itself is becoming irrelevant. Like it's not being produced in a timely manner. And so we needed something that would uh, reduce the number of days it took for us to basically provide the information to our end users, right? Uh, in addition to that, uh, we, we needed something to get away from the paper-based systems that we had around supplier invoices, customer invoices, expense reports. Just think about all of the, the space and the energy that you have to invest in in order to like archive those documents physically for a set number of years. And, all, and, and, those, and those number of years vary by jurisdiction. And some of the time limits in the jurisdictions where we operate could be as high as 20 years. So these were some of the challenges that we were facing and some of the things that we wanted to resolve uh, as we as we started thinking about our digital transformation journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, if I think about that, you know, half of a month to close a month, in, in addition to to everything you said, I think about how hard it would make it to actually learn anything from the previous period if we're halfway through <laughs> the next one before we know how we truly did. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the the only other thing I would add to that is, you know, in our old uh, in our old pre workday world, um, you know, we, the information was somewhat siloed to just the financial reporting team, right? And I think now, like, if you want to empower, you know, your 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 leaders, not just in finance, but I mean across the entire organization and all of the different groups that they function, whether it's operations or sales or IT or, or whatever, uh, you know, you, you absolutely have to provide them with the information that they need to manage their group, their business, right? And so one of the things that we didn't have prior to Workday was the ability to provide them access uh, in, in a user-friendly way to get the information that they need. So, so now that we've implemented Workday, any of our cost center managers, most of whom are not accountants, can easily call up a PNL for their group, for their division, for their entity. Uh, you know, it could be a, a, a site manager in Montreal who has like no uh, or very little like you know financial accounting training. And you know, and, and now with the uh, implementation of Workday, they're able to basically go in, call up the PNL for their for their site. And, and they can drill down very easily and see, you know, what 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 transactions have comprised their expenses and things like that. And so I think that that on its own is, is a great achievement in terms of transparency and accessibility of information. And, and in addition to that, uh, unlike our predecessor system, uh, you know, Workday, as you know, uh, will provide real time information based on all of the things that have been processed. You're not really waiting for, quote unquote, a month end to act happen. Like you're not waiting for that trigger event that then says, hey, now you can go ahead and look at the information. The information itself is always accessible because it's all within Workday. You know, I, I hear in there some, some what I think are some common challenges for finance organizations looking to to move to the future. And and Lynn, I know you in your role, you you work with with a lot of clients across different uh, parts of of the industry. React to Hitesh's um, challenges. Are those the are those pretty typical to what you see? They are. They are. Those are very, very common challenges. We see oftentimes folks will move so much of their business forward. Companies will move so much of their business forward, but they leave those basic 
processes, those basic internal processes, especially in finance, behind. And so it's not surprising to come and see an organization of this size and of this magnitude to be in an archaic situation in their finance organization, for sure. Well, I think it's funny because we, we, we say that you, you, you use the word basic and, and I've used it myself. And, you know, the, those, those internal teams that are so critical to helping any organization do what they do, you know, whatever mm-hmm. their, whatever their industry is, whatever, whatever service or product they provide, sometimes those things do get left behind, right? And, and, it's, right. and it's just, it's an inhibitor. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And, it, and it prevents the finance folks from being a true strategic partner to the business. It prevents them having the right information that's immediate and on hand to be able to advise the business on all sorts of matters that have a financial impact to the business and to the bottom line. Okay. So diving back in. So Hitesh, you know, given those challenges that you described, what improvements have you made to your financial and, and reporting operations uh, thus far at CSA Group? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, so prior to uh, implementing Workday, uh, it would take us in excess of 10 to 12 business days to close our books on a monthly basis. So we're not even talking about our quarter ends or our year end process. I'm just talking about a non-quarter end, non-year end month. And, you know, to wait 10 to 12 business days to get your financial numbers, to get those numbers distributed to the leadership team, you know, it's, you're, you're almost borderline at the point where the numbers themselves become irrelevant, right? Right. That's a third to a, to a half of, of the month, right, the, that you've it's moved into. Than, absolutely. A typical month, you know, 20, 21 business days. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just too long, right? And, and, you know, coming back to what we want finance to be. So, you know, finance for the you know, majority of, the, I think, the 20th century was pretty much more of a cookie counter type of department. You know, they're, they're, they're there to tell you what happened, right? And, and I think nowadays, uh, you know, finance really has to play the role of a business partner, exactly how Lynn was saying. And, and in order for that to happen, the information has to be a lot more relevant, a lot more timely, and a lot more easily accessible. Like, I mean, you know, we, we can't rely on a, a very small group of people to provide information to the entire leadership team, right? And so once we were able to get Workday implemented, and, you know, once we were past that optimization phase, we now close the books, you know, well within, like, we, like, like, like uh, for example, this quarter end that's coming up right now for us, you know, we're planning to report within eight days, and it's a quarter end month, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a big, big improvement. And like I was saying earlier, um, you know, we've, we've automated the consolidation. We've got dashboards set up for most of our leadership team. People can access reports when they want and how they need to. They can drill down as much as they need to. They don't have to be an accountant per se to kind of navigate through our, our, our numbers and our, and our accounting data. So CSA Group's been on this journey for a little bit. And, and then Lynn, in the middle of this, comes a global pandemic and lots of companies, if not every company, honestly, in the world had to figure out what does this mean for us? And for many, it the pandemic, though clearly a tragedy, also provided an opportunity or, or a forcing function to accelerate their digital journey. Uh, what, what have you seen in terms of the impact of that kind of acceleration on finance teams? What's interesting for us is a lot of businesses slowed in the pandemic. And in particular for us at Collaborative, our finance practice in particular exploded. My folks have been incredibly busy because people have accelerated, companies have accelerated their 
journey to digital transformation around finance specifically, they realized how much they needed that data to be real-time and be immediate and accessible remotely. And many companies accelerated that work so they could get live faster. And we're seeing that across all industries, professional services, and even into government and higher ed. It's a, it's a game changer for them business-wise to have access to this information in a seamless and digital format. And Hitesh, I think you made an interesting comment when we were talking the other day about how the pandemic impacted you guys and your yes. the litmus test for you. Uh, absolutely. It was, it was absolutely a litmus test because, you know, um, lot, lot, like, as you said, a lot of companies, you know, this was the catalyst that kind of had them start on the digital transformation journey. But what the pandemic proved to CSA and, and to our finance team and actually our whole organization is that the digital transformation journey that we were already on was definitely the right step and the right decision to make, you know, about a year ago before the pandemic. And it basically, the pandemic itself validated our strategy. It validated the fact that we had made the right decisions in terms of what we wanted to do with our ERP system. So when we started working from home uh, in March of 2020, um, for most of us, and, and, I, and I literally mean like, you know, 95% plus of us, of our, of our finance team, the, the, the transition was seamless. Like, I mean, the bigger, because we were already, although we never realized it, but we were already kind of paperless. We were already working right off the cloud, right off the, uh, you know, the workday infrastructure, which is obviously hosted in a cloud environment. And, and, and although we were in the office before the pandemic, of course, everything was being done in, within the cloud itself. And so when we basically moved our offices from our work office to our home office, um, there wasn't much of an impact, like there wasn't, a, there, there wasn't a challenge in terms of the actual transition, because although we never realized it, we were already working as if we were working from home. And so I think for many of us uh, and, and many of my colleagues, the bigger uh, challenges were for things like, you know, working with children and, you know, how do you balance that? And maybe you've got uh, your spouse, your partner at home as well. And, you know, how do you balance that with the children? And those were the more uh, higher challenges that I think many of us had faced. But uh, again, in summary, like the, the the pandemic basically validated that we had made the right decisions uh, to basically make work their ERP, and you know, and, and luckily by the time the uh, the pandemic came, we had already been you know plus almost a whole year in past our implementation date. And so we had already optimized many of the, the, the processes and we'd also cleaned up some of the normal types of uh, bugs and things like that you might find right after the implementation. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I, I think what, as I was listening to you describe that, Hitesh, you know, the, almost the luxury of not needing to figure out how do we actually do business while we're all adjusting to working from home and, and health considerations and everything else to just be able to keep the lights on as it were. So you talked a little bit about some of, of what the last year and, and that, that validation of the strategy and the, and the shift had, had made for your finance organization. Any other lessons from the past year or thoughts as to, to what the next steps are on your finance journey? Yeah, so we're we're continuing on our digital transformation journey, uh, you know, with Workday, and right now we're in the process of implementing the FPNA, uh, I guess, module. I think it's referred to as Workday Adaptive Adaptive Planning. And so for us, uh, you know, once we once we optimize the the, um, the 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 initial implementation, 
you know, we didn't stop. Like we're, and even after adaptive, I'm sure we'll, there'll be other things. Cause as you know, Workday uh, invests a significant portion of its revenues into product enhancement and, and development. And there are actually more things that have come out from Workday, uh, you know, in terms of like reporting functionality and other, other like items that we can keep abreast of and, and keep on top of, right? So, you know, you've got your discovery boards, you've got some of the things around machine learning and artificial intelligence around expenses. So, you know, for us, this is definitely a journey. We're not at our end destination. Uh, and, you know, we, we're going to continue to invest in our processes to, you know, make them even better uh, going forward, you know, along, uh, you know, along with our, you know, long-term strategic partner, which is uh, Collaborative Solutions. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and, and Lynn, you know, I, I guess from your perspective, you know, wh- what have you learned over the last year, um, you know, both in, in, in working with CSA Group, but, but even more broadly working at Collaborative Solutions in, in terms of what you saw, you know, across your business and what finance organizations, you know, realized they, they needed to do or could do, uh, you know, what are your reflections from the last year plus? It's a great question. A couple of things I see is some organizations sort of bite off more than they can chew. They think about this transformation journey in, you know, as a whole package rather than breaking it down into how, what can we do to get the most sort of bang for our buck as we proceed. And sometimes they underestimate their timelines, especially as folks are working from home, things seem to take a little bit longer than they might otherwise. And so we knew that was an issue coming into the pandemic and we see it exacerbated as folks have moved to a remote setting. The other piece of this is coordinating the entire organization. So oftentimes, especially with an ERP, we're not only looking at finance, we're also looking at the HR side of the house, the payroll component as well. And so really coordinating the entire house on their journey and making sure that everyone is aligned on the goals is, has become even more important as we're in this, this phase of working remote. And I think we're, we're starting to move out of that, but I think there will always now be a component where folks aren't in the office. And so hurting those cats that we've always done becomes much more interesting in this sort of new world that we're in. And I think companies are going to have to look at that as they're thinking about transformation and have ambitious goals, but be realistic in how you achieve them. I'm going to stay with that theme for another moment if I can, because you talked about some, some of the tension I think that can happen when undergoing transformation. You know, you, you have to have a, a place or a business process that you pilot, if you will, sometimes, you know, the transformation, yet it's encompassing not just a whole finance organization, but as you said, Lynn, potentially and ideally the broad organization, you can't just get benefits in one place. And yet it's so important to, to, to get to some value and to show that the, that the journey is going to be worth it. Um, How do you talk to your, your clients about, resolving those different kinds of tensions to make sure that they're getting up and running and, and seeing immediate benefits, but are also seeing it as, as a journey that will continue. 
So that's a great question. It's very much about how the leadership views the overall strategy and how they bring that strategy to the full organization. So when we come in, we talk about the governance structure for the whole project and the governance structure for the particular ERP implementation. So just Workday itself. But then there's so many components around that. So we want our customers to consider how they align their leaders and that those leaders have a stake in the conversation for the ongoing project. So we want them to be at the monthly steering committee meeting. And we want that group to be a tight group, but also a group that has the power to make final decisions. And that they allow their next layer, next couple layer down leadership levels, able to make the, the ability to make those decisions and only come to that steering committee with those with a tiebreaker situation. So very much enabling the organization to do what's right for their part of the organization with the whole project in mind. And that gets reported up and monitored by this governance structure. That seems to be, when those folks are engaged at the senior level, that seems to be the best way to keep the project going and also to make sure that any roadblocks are managed in a healthy way and a productive way. Yeah, and you, you know, you're talking there about, I think, primarily the governance structure to to implement, but of course, it's an ongoing process as well. Because you know, Hitesh, you, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, the if, if I can use my own word here, the empowerment that comes with people having access to to the data and being able to run reports and 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 do self service, if you will, on an on an ongoing basis. So that there's there's that kind of shift as well that people you know, have, have what they need to make the decisions. And there's almost this democratization of, of decision-making that can happen. Is, is that something that was, you know, part of, of what you were hoping to achieve at CSA Group, Hitesh, that, that idea of, of giving people the tools to do their jobs on an ongoing basis in a more robust way? Um, I, I, absolutely. I think, I think I will, my personal opinion is that I think that empowerment has to come in independent of your, of your actual system or software. Right. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate to work uh, with a leadership team that definitely lives by that philosophy in terms of empowering their teams. And, you know, if we, if we were to bring a, a decision to our steering committee for any of the projects that I, I I've worked on, it wouldn't be exactly how Lynn described it, it would be some sort of a tiebreaker, type of uh, a situation where, you know, myself and other colleagues at my level who represent the different functions that, uh, that, that you know, we can't come to some sort of a, an agreement because there might be some pros and cons, pros for somebody, cons for somebody else. And of course, we're, we're always going to be looking out primarily for our own uh, group's benefits first, right? So I think, you know, the empowerment of, of the, um, the, the, the level of the, the, the leadership teams that are actually implementing the the software and working with the software, I think that's absolutely essential. Uh, I'm definitely fortunate to be working in, in such an environment, and uh, and I think I think it, it's and, and then once once you actually get the software, I think the empowerment of other people who the actual end users, it's a natural extension of you know that's what you're going to expect because now people have more information uh, that complements maybe other information that were that they were getting previously. So as they get more information, they want to act on it. And what I find is that uh, the people who deal directly with the actual 
work with the customers, you know, the, the more information you can provide them, they're always going to be in the best uh, position to make decisions because they're obviously, they've got, they've got way more information as you go higher and higher and up, 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 up the management chain, you know, you go from 90% information to 50 to 30 and so on and so on. Right. And so empowerment has to be there. It has to be there independent of, you know, the ERP and the softwares that are being used, I think. Yeah, that's right. Enabling the people closest to the work, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so this has been a fantastic conversation, and and I, I I'd like to to as we turn to a close here, ask you both to to gaze a little bit into the crystal ball, and and talk about what you know advice or or things that you would share with our listeners as as they look to how they might solve some similar. Uh, challenges within their own organization. So Hitesh, starting with you, what what lessons have you learned and what advice would you give to someone uh, looking to undertake their own version of, of this journey at their company? Yeah, I think there'll probably be two things that I would that I would talk about for this. Uh, the first thing would be not to underestimate the the time it would take to actually implement. So the one of the biggest challenges that our organization had is that we had a very tight uh, timeline to get uh, you know the software and everything associated with it implemented, and, and I think that you know the more time that you have available to plan and to resolve your legacy issues uh, before you you actually act, implement the software, the better it is, right? Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to take all of the legacy issues that might exist in your pre-workday system or, or and and kind of bring that over into your new system because now you're going to be it's almost like you're moving but you're bringing all of your old furniture that you don't need into your new home right and so that's something that you know i, I would strongly say that uh you know you definitely want to avoid uh you know when you uh, when, when you go down your digital transformation journey right uh the second thing in terms of, uh, you know, if, if we were to do a new implementation, of course, you know, we've learned from our experiences, you know, what, what works best. And I think one of the things that you always have to remember is that when you go live, um, you know, if you can't, you're not going to be at that optimal um, stage where you're seeing all of the benefits. And I think it's important to note that there is a period of time, a post-implementation transition period, if you want to call it that, where you're going to take your software as implemented and you're going to make sure that all of the roles assigned to people have been like, you know, uh, assigned properly and everyone has access to what they need access to. All of the reports have been actually uh, produced. All the dashboards have been set up. So there's definitely a period of time where I would say is that you're going to take the time to optimize your implementation. And I think that can vary by organization. It could be six months, it could be three months. I think for our organization, I think it was about a year uh, from the time we originally went live to the point where, uh, you know, we were fully seeing most of the benefits uh, that we now see uh, like here today. So that's something to keep in mind in terms of how you plan out your, your roadmap and your digital transformation journey. Great. And then Lynn, what about you? What advice do you have for folks who are looking at, at taking on this journey? It's a funny thing. When you asked that question, it made me think of someone said, if you wait till you're the exact right time to have a child, you'll never have a child. So there's a balance between knowing that it's time to just to start on this journey and also having your house in order in order to get going. Right. And so part of this is part of my advice would be try to get that organization 
in order from a couple of different perspectives. One, let's have everyone in agreement on how the governance structure will work. Two, make sure our data is as clean as it can be. That's not always easy, but it's it's one of the serious stumbling blocks for any implementation. The third one is around helping the IT organization understand how they can best partner with the business part of the organization in order to make the transition as seamless as possible for the end users, especially something like Workday. It's a big shift for the IT organization, just a different way of looking at how they serve the business. And so helping them understand that will create, will prevent quite a bit of roadblocks along the way or stumbling blocks along the way, I should say. And I think Hitesh's point around that, that misconception that everything will be hunky-dory and, and optimized day one is, is a great way to put that around managing those expectations that we're going to do all this work and it's, it's been a long journey. We will go live and there will still be more work to do. Won't be as much work, but there's still more work to do. And helping manage those expectations, I think, helps the organization make that final step in the transition into the live environment much more easy. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what was said earlier about the importance in making sure everybody's ready for the journey, whether we're moving houses or having a kid or, or right. implementing a, a, a new cloud system. We, we had some goals in mind and, and some things we were hoping to, to solve. And there are going to be some, some stumbling blocks along the way, mm-hmm. um, but, but we keep, we keep the, the destination in mind as we, as we undertake the journey. Very much so. Well, thank you both so much for for joining me today here on the Workday Podcast. I want to thank my guests, Hitesh Laxman from CSA Group and Lynn Hurley from Collaborative Solutions. We've been talking about digital acceleration in the professional services industry, specifically within finance. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to the Workday Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Greg Thomas. Thanks for listening.